It's time for Blessed to Play on EWTN Radio, uncovering the role that faith plays in the lives of sports professionals from around the country. And now, here's your host, Ron Meyer. Fire score! My guest today is Brian Basile. He has over 40 years in coaching. He's coached at the high school level, the collegiate level, and the professional level. His coaching career includes six years at Frostburg State University and stints on indoor football teams, including the Johnstown Jackals, Johnstown J-Dogs, Johnstown Riverhawks, and in the Arena Football League with the Pittsburgh Power. We'll talk to Brian about his uh, coaching career and faith. It does matter to him, and we'll find out why. Coach, it's great to have you on. Oh, it's my pleasure. I feel very honored and, uh, you know, humbled to to be on your show. I know you've had some fantastic guests on your show, and I'm, I feel very privileged. And we have another fantastic guest today as well. And uh, when we met, I was very impressed with your passion. And uh, obviously, you brought that passion to the gridiron over 40 years in coaching. So I like to start off with all my guests. Uh, how did you get that passion? Or when did it start for the game of football? Well, I think it started, uh, you know, in high school and very well, even before that, at a very young age. I, I think I st- started going to the high school football games when I was fourth or fifth grade and never missed a game and then uh, started playing in junior high uh, and then got the opportunity to play in high school and college at IUP. Um, and then I started teaching um, when our student taught, the head coach asked me if I'd be interested in coaching and. That was in 1981, and I've been coaching ever since. Now, you coached at a Catholic high school, Bishop McCourt, and uh, talk about coaching the high school kid, and and obviously you coach professional players as well. It's the same game, I know that, 100 yards uh, on the gridiron, but uh, your time at Bishop McCourt, uh, talk about that. Uh, Bishop McCourt, I, I had the opportunity, uh, was blessed to have that opportunity uh, to coach five Five years as the head coach uh, at a Catholic high school where when I got there, um, you know, I asked them if they prayed and they said, yeah, we pray before the game. And um, I said, well, I think I think uh, how good would we be if we only prayed right before we went out uh, on the field? How how good would we be if we only practiced right before we went out for a game? And so we incorporated uh, our, our prayer and talking about prayer and what prayer is about. And we did it at uh, Every practice, every weight lift, anytime we were together. And actually, I came up with um, a score six for success. You get six points for a touchdown. And the first one was spiritual soundness. We really have to, to have a relationship with God because if we don't, we don't know how to win or lose. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that was part of my uh, score six for success at uh, Bishop McCord. It was very, very um great experience for me to, to be able to pray with those uh, young athletes every day. Yeah, and you incorporated your spirituality with your coaching, and we're going to certainly talk about that. And that was in the Laurel Highlands Athletic Conference, since this is a national show that's in Pennsylvania. So, you know, Pennsylvania is steeped in some great football tradition. It's known for that uh, uh, kind of a rugged, no-nonsense approach. What was your philosophy or type of coaching style at the high school level? Well, I think number one, you, you got to be upfront and honest with the with your players and get them to trust you and believe in you. 
and um, and then you can start incorporating the X's and O's and, um, you know, challenge them every day, you know, being to challenge them to get better. And um, I always stole one from uh, Matthew Kelly when I'd say continue, uh, be a continuous learner, continuous improvement, be the best version of yourself, you know, uh, because a lot of the lessons you learn on the football field, you're going to use every day for the rest of your life. Yeah. Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting today with Brian Basil, a longtime football coach, currently coaching at Somerset High School, uh, but he's uh, also coached at the collegiate and professional level. And I want to talk about your time spent at Frostburg State, and we talked off air about this. You were there for six years, and you had a number of assistant coach assignments, uh, coaching all aspects of the personnel there at Frostburg State. But when you go from high school uh, to the collegiate level, talk about the type of individual you were coaching and how you grew as a coach as well. Well, you know, those are young men that are uh, deciding to continue to play after high school. And uh, so that that's real exciting. Uh, it was a uh, Division uh, three college where uh, I think it's the purest football out there today yet. Uh, there's no scholarship and everyone's there because, uh, they love to play the game. And, uh, each year while I was there, I had a unique, um, experience of being able to coach a different defensive position each year. Um, so the collegiate, uh, level, you know, it's a step up, it's more preparation. It's, uh, uh, you know, it's continuous learning from, from what you did in high school, but it was a fantastic experience down at uh, Frostburg State. So I want to move ahead to your time spent in the indoor football league at various levels. And what an exciting brand of football. I remember when I first saw it when I was living in Arizona, I believe with the Wranglers, they were called, and Danny White was coaching that team. And a number of uh, former NFL players, uh, players that played in the Arena Football League that would go on to play in the NFL. And the one that comes to mind is Kurt Warner, who uh, the Hall of Fame quarterback, obviously, for the then uh, St. Louis Rams, once played in arena football. But you coached at all levels when I mentioned the Johnstown Jackals, the J-Dogs, the Riverhawks. And then you went to the big time, the Arena Football League with the Pittsburgh Power. But talk about that game because everything changes when you're uh, creating plays and just coaching players. It's a different dynamic, but it is still football. Oh, yeah. yeah it's such a fast game. It's, uh, you know, 90, 95% uh, throwing. Uh, the NFL has gone more and more to look like the, the what arena football used to look like mm-hmm. with the passing game being more and more important. Um, but, uh, you know, with Pittsburgh Power, it was a t- tremendous experience. You had guys that were on a cutting edge of trying to trying to make it in the NFL. Um, so they were and we also had players that guys were in the NFL. And now it was towards the twilight of their career. They still love the game and, and they came and played. But, yeah, we traveled all over the country um, with many teams, and it, and it was a fantastic experience to, to meet such great athletes, such great athletes from um, of so many uh, colleges, Division One, Two, II, and Three. Now, you mentioned that you coached against Major Harris, who was a standout at West Virginia. But talk about the, the players that you've seen at the uh, arena football level. I mean, that type of athleticism has to be impressive. Very impressive. I mean, they're they're you know the they're top notch athletes that uh, you know their training and and their dedication is uh, is uh, untouchable. And some of those guys had such a dream to to make it in the NFL um, and their work ethic. So it was it it was uh, 
a, a fantastic experience um, spending four years uh, with the Pittsburgh Fire. Plus to play Ron Meyer chatting once again with Brian Basil, a longtime football coach, now coaching at Somerset High School in Pennsylvania. And uh, Brian, you had to switch gears quite a bit because you went from high school to the collegiate ranks, the professional level. Now you're back to coaching high school kids. Uh, is there any level that is more gratifying than the next for you? You know, each each level had uh, something that really stood out that was super gratifying. I mean, at different at each level. So you know, to pick one over the other, uh, it'd be very hard for me. Um, it's still football, no matter where we were at, and uh, I guess the love of football was was there and uh, would push me forward all the time. How much of your coaching is just to build up the individual? Because obviously football, uh, most of these kids aren't going to even go on to the collegiate level, but you're preparing them for life. And uh, that dynamic of coming together as a team, facing adversity together, success. Talk about that aspect of coaching the young player. Well, you know, I think it's it's for them to believe in themselves and get them to believe in themselves and experience some success no matter what what they're doing um, in practice to get them to to um, experience success and, and show them the importance of how how to handle adversity, how to handle adversity. Um, in adversity, I love adversity. I make our players there. Now, why should we love adversity? Because adversity makes you make a decision. Either you're going to handle it and you're going to move on and you're going to benefit from it, or it may drag you down. So we we talk about handling adversity every day and creating good habits, creating good habits. If you want to meet your potential, you've got to create good habits. So those are some things that uh, we stress on every day. Now, I mentioned earlier in the show that you've been coaching over 40 years, and I'm sure your coaching style, uh, I would think, probably had to change because the student athlete has changed. I mean, uh, you weren't dealing with social media and uh, and that generation. And, and even looking at the NFL, some examples, a lot of the uh, me, 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 look at me type of generation. But how have you had to adapt as a coach to the modern day athlete? Yeah, I, I think we got to keep, um, it's tough. I mean, their, their attention span is not what it used to be. So you have to really segment uh, what we're teaching, what we're coaching. Um, our practices are broke down into five-minute segments, uh, and uh, we, we, we build on that. Um, so it's, it's a constant challenge. But they're still there. They're young men. Um, they're, they want to be part of something. Um, so we got to teach that self-discipline, that self-discipline. Um, I know they want immediate gratification, but we have to show them if, if you want that on Friday night, we got to win the game on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Mm-hmm. Let me talk about uh, special moments. I mean, in all coaches' career, uh, careers, I should say, they, uh, they have those special moments. And I know for you to go back over this 40 plus year career there had to be probably many special moments but can you talk about a few well you know when you win a conference or you win a championship there's great gratification there that you know that all the hard work is is uh has paid off but i think some of the greatest lessons are when maybe you come up short or or when you when you run out of time in the in the fourth quarter um and some of the greatest lessons of of helping uh, your student athlete to understand that, uh, you know, 
you you can learn so much not just from winning but from just being out there competing and being part of something and putting putting together everybody and understanding everybody's role and just to see teams come together and uh that 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 didn't have anything going for themselves but just come together as a group and understand that they all have a role and we're all pushing for the same goal to see those guys grow from a ninth grader through their through senior year, it's, it, that's very gratifying. Yeah, that has to be gratifying when you see that freshman come in and maybe they're, uh, they need to be honed a little bit, but they talent-wise and character-wise, and then they turn out to be something pretty good. All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we're going to talk about faith, family, and a little bit more about football with Coach Brian Basil when Blessed to Play returns after this. Lord Jesus Christ, who are called the Prince of Peace, who are yourself our peace and reconciliation, who so often said, Peace to you, grant us peace. Make all men and women witnesses of truth, justice, and brotherly love. Banish from their hearts whatever might endanger peace. Enlighten our rulers, that they may guarantee and defend the great gift of peace. May all the peoples of the earth become as brothers and sisters. May longed-for peace blossom forth and reign always over us all. Amen. Welcome back to Blessed to Play. Ron Meyer joined today by Coach Brian Basil. And uh, he's been at this a long time, folks, over 40 years in coaching. And he's coached at all levels, <laughs> the high school, collegiate, and also the indoor arena football league, professional levels of football, and uh, has a lot of stories to tell. And is coaching right now at Somerset High School. It's in the Laurel Highland Conference in Pennsylvania. Good brand of football there in PA. Um, and we talked about his career the first half of the show. But, Coach, I, I know faith is really at the heart of who you are and, and the way you coach and the way you do things. So when did you become so passionate about your Catholic faith? You know, I think it started uh, at a very young age uh, through my mother and my father. Uh, it was it was I could tell it was very important to them. My mom. Uh, my mother would pray on a daily basis. I would see her praying and my, my father, you know, things weren't always the best at home, but come Sunday, we were always at mass and, uh, prayer was very important. Uh, our father would, uh, we, I have four sisters and a brother and we'd all get together and say the rosary on occasion. And, um, uh, you could tell that, uh, it was there. He, when I was in high school playing football, on Friday, as soon as I got home, my mom would say, now you get up to the church, and you light a candle, and you say some prayers for, for your game tonight, that you uh, that you stay safe, and that good outcomes come, and she would be pinning. I remember I'd have it taped on my shoulder pad. She had uh, holy medals taped and uh, uh, pinned on underneath my shoulder pad. So there was always that, mm -hmm. um, from early up, there was always that influence of uh, 
my Catholic faith. Yeah, and your parents certainly convey that to you. And you mentioned to me that you would do things in threes, and that number three, how you would coach your players and get them to buy into that spiritual number, if you will. But tell us about the three. Well, you know, the Blessed Trinity, uh, when, I, when I was at Bishop McCourt, we would remind ourselves on the field, we'd say, give yourself three, and we'd clap our hands three times, and we'd do it three times, and that was to, re- to remind us, good, good day, bad day, whatever you may be battling through, uh, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were always with you, um, and to, to lean on them and, and, and ask them and talk to them and pray to them. Now, there's an effort in, in our society to take faith out of the public domain, and here you are coaching kids and bringing a faith aspect to it. And when you're at a Bishop McCord, I think it's much more easier for you because you're at a obviously a Catholic high school. But talk about bringing faith to the player at Somerset who may not share the same faith values as you. Well, yeah, the, you know, um, we're we're not able to do the. the the open prayer like we did it at Bishop McCord in the Catholic. But uh, one of my players this year, uh, he had a, an injury um, this summer, and he's unable to play. And he, I can, uh, we made him a student coach, and he's in charge of our prayer before the game, and he's kind of our spiritual leader since I'm not allowed to, to do that. But we make sure that it's, it's there, it's present, um, and uh, my players know that it's a very important part of my life. Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting today with Coach Brian Basile. Over 40 years in coaching at all levels of football, including the Arena Football League with the Pittsburgh Power back in the day. And your faith has transformed you, obviously, into the coach you are. It's it's not all about you. I, I get the sense just by having heard you speak in our discussion today that it's really about making the player better, not only on the football field, but as a man. But talk about how faith transforms you from the inside out. Well, you know, uh, I, I I talked about the spiritual soundness in our, our score six success. And I think, you you know, uh, there's going to be times in your life when your parents aren't there, your wife's not there, your husband, your friends aren't there. Who do you turn to? I think that that you got to have a spiritual soundness and your strong relationship with God because at times that that's the only one that's going to be there for you and and you've got to learn to trust that I know I've struggled with um, accepting love and accepting forgiveness and giving it um, it's a battle but um, you know it, it has to be centered it has to be centered there and you you must be humble and and, and be willing. To be keep your heart open to the Holy Spirit, and it, He's stirring inside you all, all the time. And just you just got to be open, make yourself more aware to it. And no matter what you do, keep God in it. Keep God in it. Now, I know a friend told you back into coaching when you got back into coaching. I should say he told you not to die if the music is still in you, and that was regard to football. Is that the same thing with faith with you? Do you feel that is that passion is just always ingrained in you that you have to? share with others particularly men yes definitely definitely you know i you know what we don't know how you know our next breath's not guaranteed here on earth so Mm -hmm. you know believe it or not you're going to leave a legacy for your children your family your friends what examples are you setting i mean um you know uh we want 
I want my children to see me praying. I want um, um, I want to pray with them daily, uh, which we do. Uh, so yeah, I think it has to be out there. It has to be out there. Uh, an example: when I coached the Pittsburgh Power, we'd get on a team flight flying to the game, and I had players that would wear rosary beads. Okay, they would wear them, and I said, "Wow, you." I got on the plane, and when we got off, I said, "You pray the rosary," and they had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> I had no, they had no idea what I was talking about, and I said, "No, that those," and I showed them how to pray the rosary. They said, "Coach, wow, that is so neat. I, I never even knew that. I didn't even know how to pray." So I think there's that opportunities there all the time, and uh, you know, to to put it out there and maybe help someone. How much you know? How much good can you do for someone else every day by but just show them those little things of faith. Yeah, and you were willing to talk about it, which I think a lot of people, that's, that's the first step. So, Coach, I want to put you on the spot here. I know, I know you obviously have to sustain yourself spiritually. So men listening, women, whoever's listening today, what, what is the best way to start praying, and, and how should they pray? Well, I just think, you know, I think you got to find a quiet spot. It's so hard to do that today. Can you find five minutes? Can you five five minutes with complete silence? And you don't have to say anything. Just listen. Listen, okay? And then try to start a conversation with God. Try to start a conversation with God and for five minutes. And then try to build that to 10 minutes, to 15, to 20. And in 30 minutes of prayer, you'll be, it's unbelievable what uh, will happen the positive things that can happen to you. And you'll build on that and do that every day. And just keep, no matter what you're doing, can you keep God in it? Can you keep God in, in, in what in all your decisions? Life is nothing but making decisions. Can you keep God in it and do that? Well, I want to talk about your teaching career because uh, for a long, long time, for many years, you were teaching special needs students. And uh, I'm sure your faith played a part in that as well. But talking about I would think that it it was even more gratifying than perhaps coaching football because you're dealing with a, a type of student that really needed the trust and support of an adult, and that was you in this case as a teacher. But talk about your years teaching in that capacity. Yeah, I had uh, 34 years teaching special needs students, and they, they were the driving force in my whole life because they had it figured out. They had it figured out. Some of those special needs students – they were always loving, mm-hmm. always forgiving, always doing for others, not looking for it's me, me, me. They always did for others. They were always truthful. They couldn't lie. They were always truthful. And they always wanted to see you happy and make you happy. Mm-hmm. So it, it, I always told people, they don't, they, they don't have the problems. We have the problems. They have it figured out. And I had 34 tremendous years. Uh, working with special needs students, but yeah, they they kept me they kept me humble, they kept me straight, they kept me online. They, it was it was a fantastic uh, thirty four years of education. So I'm just thinking after a uh, say a Friday night game and it was a tough loss. I'm sure you won your share of Friday night games, but those tough losses are just they're tough, right? You would go into the classroom on Monday and here you are, your students are right there to give you the proper perspective. Am I, am I correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Put put everything right back in perspective. You know, really, what is important? Really, what is important? You know, we get we 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 get tied up in, you know, bigger, better, faster, you know. Uh, but really, you should ask yourself that question. 
you know, stay humble, stay kind and ask you this question. How really important is this to me? Now, on a lighter note, I got to talk about your entrepreneurship. In fact, you own a deli. It's called Pizza Deli Six Pack in Johnstown. Go there if you're in the area. But how did you get into the restaurant business? Well, you know, uh, my father had my father had a, a small little tavern mm-hmm. in, in Southport, Pennsylvania. So I grew up at a very young age, working there, working in there, uh, working in the kitchen, uh, learning the business, and all of my uncles. They all, they all had bars and businesses, and one was close to our house. So if I wasn't working with my dad's, I was working at my uncle's, uh, working there. And because of the long hours and the hard work, I wouldn't get to see my dad. So if I wanted to see my dad, I went to work. And then we, <laughs> we became a team. Uh, and when I got out of college, I was uh, teaching and coaching, but... This opportunity came about through uh, my summer employment. I found this place, and uh, I was going to do one or the other thing. I was going to be in the deli business and food and, and six-packs, or I was going to teach. Well, it ended up I did both, and I, uh, I still have my business since 1985, and my dad was uh, a great help there uh, with it. So, yeah, I was in the – so I became uh, a pizza man. And uh, so it's been great. It's been gratifying. A lot of uh, fantastic uh, customers. And uh, we we uh, we figure life's problems out there and been challenged in a lot of ways. But uh, it's been it's been another fantastic uh, uh, experience for me over since 1985. And how do you remain in good shape when you have pizza, pasta, beer right at your disposal? How do you keep that waistline trim? (laughs) <laughs> moderation moderation is the key moderation moderation is the key there be disciplined well my guest today has been coach brian basil and what a coaching career he has had and still has he's coaching right now high school football in somerset pa of course we talked about his time spent in the arena football league coaching professionally with the pittsburgh power but more importantly uh, sharing his faith and values with his players. Coach, I, I do appreciate the time we talked uh, uh, about your career, but I do appreciate the insight you have on the spiritual life, and I'm sure people will be inspired when they uh, by listening to this show today. Thanks so much for joining us here on Blessed to Play. Hey, Ron, I appreciate you having me, and God will continue to bless you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed the number two play.com. You can like us on Facebook and follow the show right on Twitter at blessed to play for coach Brian Basil. I'm Ron Meyer. We'll catch you next time right here on blessed to play. You've been listening to blessed to play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN global Catholic network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at info at blessed to play.com. That's blessed. The number two play.com you can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com again that's blessed the number two play.com join us again next time for blessed to play on the ewtn global catholic network